There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Friday. Julia is back in studio with us today. We've also got... Witch. And with her good friend Shannon is in house today, hanging out with us. How's it going, everyone? It's a two for one. Two for right? yeah. You get my Hi. friend Shannon and Julia. <laughs> and these two guys were in the army together. That's how you guys met, right? Yeah. Yes. Wait, we're old army friends. Yes. War war veterans. <laughs> we are though. I mean, but it sounds funny because we're like not Doesn't that, 70 but, years old. But still, you guys are veterans. Yeah. That's yep. fair. Thank you for your service in the army. I did, did it for you. <laughs> did you do you ever feel weird parking in veteran parking? Because oh, yeah. you always I never think do. Okay, but at Lifetime Fitness, there's only one spot available. Do I do it or do I not? They have yes. a veteran. Parking. Yeah, they have one at Ridgedale too. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's, I, you, but I feel like I need to like show my car no, because like. Do oh, you yeah. really park in that? If it's the only spot, I would. But like, what? I mean, I did serve spot. a year. You did, and you're right. But I guess when we think veterans, we do think older people. You're right about that. I always feel like if I walk out and I get into my car, I'm going to see like a super <laughs> super old person it, just walking by staring oh, at me like yeah, with like, hatred yeah, yeah. So and Brittany never... will just start to limp or something <laughs> I literally want to panic like especially if I have go-go and it's cold out I'll be like okay but I every I, I sometimes feel like I'm gonna get a note on the car that's like how dare you <laughs> stolen valor and I'll this is my these are all my nightmares I have I would I would, I would have one about that one though I think that one's valid I get yeah. it I get it but they don't have enough parking for new moms and parking for that this and that so I Let's be honest. Listen, when we had it, we didn't have, you know, when my babies were young, we had to go into the store and get our groceries. <laughs> we didn't get I mean, them so delivered. I. I don't we get them, didn't get them delivered. We couldn't we get stuff oh, delivered wow. to our home. We yeah. didn't have any of that stuff. We didn't even have the, I don't think we had the internet. Yeah, but you didn't have online bullying. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Life has changed. Okay, so you guys, we watched, I was texting with Grant last night, um, the new TV show on Netflix it's kind of like the live golf show was, and it's kind of like the tennis show was, mm-hmm. where they go a year in a life, kind of documentary style. Um, and this one is on the NFL, and it's on three different quarterbacks, and yeah. one is Kirk Cousins. Yes. And the other one is Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs, who my mother is in love with, until he talks. And then the third Same. one. Same. Kermit the Frog. Yeah. yeah. Kermit the Frog, yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. And the, the last one Marcus is. Marcus Mariota, who plays for the Atlanta Falcons, but he's he was a very, very popular Hawaiian uh, first uh, Polynesian 
um, Heisman Trophy winner. Yes, ever, so. from Oregon State. From Oregon, from Oregon University Oregon, of Oregon. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, but he's from Hawaii and uh, was a number one overall pick for Tennessee. Has had an up and down career. It's three different quarterbacks. You got a guy that's been up and down with three different teams in Marcus Mariota to the polar opposite where you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's the biggest athlete that this sport has ever seen. Yes. You know, um, yeah, it was very And cool. then to Kirk Cousins. And then in the middle of it, you got Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. who... I have gained so much respect for watching this documentary, especially if you get to the third episode. I mean, we're not called, there. We're two in. Which is called, like, pain. It's just called pain. Right. And you see what, and they focus particularly on Kirk Cousins and how much he has gone through over the last year and what he went through to keep his body ready. He's never missed a start. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's a, he's a trooper. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's a polarizing guy for people. We yeah. either love him or hate him. Well, and, and then you watch the other quarterbacks who scramble a little more in yeah. it. And you're like, well, why can't he do that? And, yeah. you know, everyone wants what we don't have. We just want to win. Yeah. He just seems like a nerd. But he's kind of a, yeah. he's kind of an endearing one. Well, exactly. I think that's why this show is, I think that's why yeah. this show is great. Because, like, I see him and I go, like, you're a nerd. Like, mm-hmm. I seen, and it blew my mind when they picked him. Because he's just, like a tax guy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't well, be shocked if he also does taxes. He's an accountant for sure. And yeah. that's exactly, they even po- poked fun at that in the first episode. They talked about, you know, because he went viral last year for wearing his dad's shirt where it was a flannel button-up. Plaid. Plaid mm-hmm. in September fall colors. And his wife always picks out his, like, after interview shirts. And it went viral because he's known as, like, the the NFL dad. But also at the same time, very smart, very studious, very mm-hmm. into the game. Like, for everybody, you like you said, polarizing who hates him. If you watch this as a Minnesota sports fan, mm-hmm. if you watch this, you will gain a lot of respect for him as an athlete and what he puts into the game and the time and how his body, what his body. Get to that third episode. I'm telling you what he went through in the Buffalo Bills game. If, for example, if you remember the big Buffalo Bills game that we won last year yeah. with the amazing catch from Justin Jefferson. Yes. He could barely walk throughout that whole game because his br- ribs were so bruised. And he's every time he's just going, huh, 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 huh. It's pretty. <laughs> I have to admit, and you are in their helmets and you are in the front oh, line. Fun. And you have a lot of access to these people yeah. and their backstories. I... I really enjoyed it. We we just got into and Jeff's like, I love this. Jeff had back surgery yesterday. Yesterday, thank you everyone for asking. He's doing fine. He's a, <laughs> he's a stud. He's a stud. It was a little stressful day for Nurse Ratchet here. Yeah, but I did like the full nurse outfit you came in. Oh yeah, switch into your my talk. Everyone clothes. said, "Are you wearing cute nurse office and outfit?" And I'm like, "Who the heck has time?" No, being a nurse is a full time job. Anytime our anytime your significant other, especially if they're male. All of a sudden, has any ailment? Oh, we're the biggest babies on the planet. It is. He isn't a baby, though. Jeff's not a baby. He is not a baby at all. Okay, well, Justin, there you are. Justin <laughs> is a full-on baby. Justin is like, uh, I've, I can't, I, I just can't, like. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh no, he is. Jeff is not a baby. I mean, he's been in so much pain. The doctor told us today we went in, and you know he has he had these huge cysts on his nerves on his back running Oof. down his legs, and they're like, well, that one took a really long time to get off because it was so. Around the nerve and oh blah blah my blah. God. So he, he so this like is life changing surgery. Oh well, we're so excited because he doesn't have the pain. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna be fine. But yeah. I, you know, you have to keep track of the pills when they go in, when they go out. 
how much blood comes Wait, out of the drain. When they go out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just teasing because of the drain. You know, I had the drain. First okay. in and then what out, do they call I the drain? Say. Is it called a drain? Or yeah. what do they call yeah. that thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, Grant did the drain with his dad. Yes. I did the drain. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to keep track of how much goes in, in the little jar. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Fluids. Fluids. When you first say in and out, I thought you were talking about Oh, no. No, not that. But anyway. But no, you know what? You are. We found out you are very talented at this. You don't even realize how talented are you almost got me pregnant <laughs> because you gave me my trigger shot when i was going through infertility in that this was like a two by two foot bathroom Aww. this woman put a shot in my stomach almost passed out while the needle was still in me i, I did but she after it was she done, go too slow she, no. goes, she just she goes okay she gets all white and she, the so needles she was, in me first she's like julia i i i'll work tomorrow for Lori, but you know you gotta you know give me a shot and i'm like oh no problem no problem <laughs> literally text i got this no great problem. love it. see you tomorrow she manipulated sweetie. you for sure oh for sure <laughs> and i can't stand needles the men when I'm, i tell them if it's even coming out if i'm drawing blood just tell me when you're gonna just take that the needle out and i look the other way i never and so this I is a either. long needle because it goes in your abdomen and it's like, oh. supposed to like you know cause you to ovulate and i was you, we were doing the iui the next day so i was like i need you to like this is the time it has to happen this is whatever she goes i got it girl i got it i should have known when the eye contact wasn't happening and she's like yeah ah. she's very eye contact oh she's she <laughs> i put it in all of a sudden just turn white and i'm like she puts it in turns white and the needle's still in me and she looks like she's about to faint and i was like so we gotta take the needle just out pull it out girl the girl girl oh, no. girl pull it out first <laughs> were you were you a medic too Shannon? yes yeah. okay oh, wow. so you were both imagine medics. us giving immunizations yeah oh you guys how old were you shannon then when oh, you joined I when i was 18 wow yeah did you I, always want to do it no no it was such a random thing it was like i graduated high school and i was like you know what you know what would be fun? You know what? I want free clothes. The service. Wait, I want free clothes. <laughs> no, isn't that? There. I can't even imagine. I, like, I joined randomly. My parents, I didn't tell them until like the day before the recruiters were coming to our house. I joined and I was gone like three weeks later. And you were deployed a year before me, right? Or was yeah, it two years before me? In 2008. So I think I was 2008, end of 2000. I was like May 2009. You both yeah. were in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was stationed in Kuwait. Okay. And I was in Iraq. She was stationed in Iraq. I did convoys in Iraq, but she was stationed in Iraq. She was was always there. there. Wow. Yeah. The place, the base that I stayed in, is called Joint Base Balad, but they called it Mortaritaville. Oh my god. Because we got mortared so much. Oh my god. And I was just we like actually was so chill because like it happened so much that you're just like walking in. I'm just gonna get some lunch, bro. Oh, like, oh, where? <laughs> isn't that like, for the first yes. couple of weeks, you're going in the bunkers when you hear the sirens go off, and after mm-hmm. a while, you're like, "If it's my time, it's my time." And oh my like, gosh! Oh, I gotta get that blue isn't Gatorade that before they're well, all I'm out. I'm sure you can't handle being stressed out all the time, so you just figure out a way There's, how to deal uh, yeah, with it. Yeah, no, I can't. I don't hold on to stress at yeah. all. Yeah, that's should, awesome. That's always don't. been your personality, though. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> all right, we have a really full day today. Yes. We have actually. Um, Janae um, Becker is going to be on with us later, and she is um, a White Bear Lake native. That's awesome. And a friend of a colleague here, but she also has a movie that's coming out on E! on Sunday night that she can't promote anymore because she's on strike. But But we're going to talk to her because she's on the line. She's out there on the line. Oh, that'll be walking, so, so we're interesting. We're going to hear what that's like. And then we've also got Sh- Shayla um, Michelle Reeves on, and she's going to talk about her cool book that she wrote um, based on Martin Luther King's infamous speech, mm. I Have a Dream, which is celebrating the 50, 
25th anniversary this August. Wow. So we have we have wow. a lot of fun and stuff. And we've also got two sets of tickets today to give away. That's so right. So we've got two sets of Nikki Glazer tickets. And why don't we start one out right now? Let's do it. And yeah. we'll do one later in the show. So yeah. give us a call to 651-641-1071. The seventh caller will give one of these sets of tickets to go see Nikki Glazer October 6th at the Mystic Lake Showroom. This is a Friday night. And then later on the showroom, we've got another set to give away. Awesome. Okay? Awesome. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey gang, it's Julia here for Hammernix Flooring Solutions and we absolutely love Hammernix. And you know, my neighbor, I think I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. She went to Hammernix and she called me when she left Hammernix. She goes, Julia, they're so great there. I'm so excited. I'm getting my stuff installed in a couple weeks. I'm so happy. Didn't even wait till she got home because she's my neighbor to tell me. And I'm just telling you, they have excellent selection, excellent pricing, and wonderful people. And, you know, um, they have everybody on staff, so you don't have to make decisions. Maybe you don't want to install it. They've got installers on staff, so you don't have to go find your own, schedule it, and all that. They take care of it for you. They have an upfront 12% discount on all in-stock flooring. Flooring has changed so much over the years with the new technologies, and it's just such a different game. You don't have to worry about spilling ice on the floor or getting wet boots with salt at the entryway because of the luxury white plank vinyl. It's all happening at Hammernix. Check them out this weekend. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Okay, so something that hasn't happened in, like, years and years and years, like a very, very long time, was... SAG-AFTRA is on strike at the same time as the Writers Guild. Which is wild. This is huge. Yeah, it like is resonating everywhere. It really is. And so this morning, um, they talked on all the shows, and everyone's been talking about this, and I think it's really interesting that we're going to have a writer on later who's going to promote a movie that she can't promote, but she's going to tell us what the experience is like now that the actors are part of the strike. But this is this morning from the Today Show. They just kind of give us just a summary of what this means. This means a lot to all of us. Yeah. But it means a ton to L.A. Yeah. So we're going to hear all about what does the strike mean. Sorry, Grant. Entertainment industry thrown into more turmoil. Movie and TV production grinding to a halt as Hollywood's biggest stars will go from reading lines to chanting on picket lines. About 160,000 performers are now on strike. Last night, the cast of Oppenheimer showed up for their London premiere, then left before the screening began to show their support for the strike. Everything was all set up, so we said, well, let's just let's just do it, you know, and then if they call a strike, we'll go home. It's a huge deal for me to be here. It's also a huge deal for me to be in lockstep with all of my peers. The strike means stars will pull back from promoting many projects already made. I'm very much in support of all the unions, and I'm a part of SAG, so I would absolutely stand by that. And that big-budget movie sets will go dark. On one side of the strike, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. That's the trade association representing big studios like Disney, Netflix, Warner Brothers, and Comcast, which owns NBC Universal. On the other side, SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Union. Fran Drescher is president. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Us. It is disgusting. Shame on them. The Actors Union is calling for better compensation and benefits, including residuals, a type of royalty that is shriveled in the streaming age. They also want to make sure their work is not replaced by artificial intelligence. In response, the Producers Alliance put out a statement outlining its offer, saying the deal featured historic pay and residual increases and a groundbreaking AI proposal adding the union has regrettably chosen a path that will lead to financial hardship for countless thousands of people who depend on the industry. Disney CEO Bob Iger on CNBC says the strike will hurt an industry that's still recovering from the pandemic. I think it's very disturbing to me. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. The actors now join writers who've been striking since May. Okay, so here's what this means. Grant just told me that Disney has used AI. Greg, just say what you Yeah, so like for the new show Secret Invasion that's out right now, um, mm-hmm. it's on Disney or Marvel. It's a Marvel show. The, the in- intro credits and like the intro song for it has a lot of illustrations that in the past an illustrator would use, but they are using AI. This just came out like a couple days ago that all the intros for the most recent Marvel stuff has been created through AI and rather than an illustrator, mm-hmm. which is this is the whole trickle-down effect of jobs and AI and how it's going to affect. And that's why it's such a crucial part outside of pay yes. is this AI part of it. Yes. And that's just a simple example of Disney using it. So basically, everything's been shut down where the union is SAG. And so it's all productions of movies, all productions of television shows. You don't have anybody writing new things, and you don't have anybody acting. You don't have anyone producing. There are some um Exemptions from this, like soap actors can still work right now because they're under a different contract. It's called, they work under network code. Okay. So the soaps are going to still happen. Reality and game shows are still going to happen because they're under the same network code. And that means like Jeopardy, The Voice, So You Think You Can Dance, Melissa Peterman's new show that's going to be on this fall. All of the Real Housewives. All the Real Housewives can work. Podcast hosting by stars can work. Influencers can keep on influencing. Oh, I God. was so worried. I was like, oh. how am I going to buy things if there I don't know go. what to buy? <laughs> Broadway actors are under a different, they're under equity qu- contracts. So Broadway will continue and so will the shows. Um, some promotions still doing it, but like Oppenheimer had a big premiere last night. Mm-hmm. And the actors, or it was maybe the night before I've lost track. Yeah, it was two it was nights ago. Yeah, because But they things. all left. Yeah. And they, they, Grant- they, they're not allowed to do this. Barbie, we were so excited because we've been watching Margot Robbie and the Barbie crew travel oh, yeah. the world. Yeah, Margot and- was supposed to be on today on this show. She oh, had to no. cancel because of the strike. Oh, I know no. that was such a gift. Oh, yeah. I was so impressed. <laughs> Next time. Can I tell time. you the funniest thing? What? Tell me. I had that. Did you? <laughs> I had that thought like that what? now that they can't be on the big shows, I think maybe they could okay. be on ours. A little insider. I you say, are a big show. I say I every mean, day. You know what I mean. Every day we make up a new celebrity. We'll get. Hey, I just that. gotta say today's. You know, Jake Gyllenhaal. We got canceled. And you just pretend to be him. because <laughs> of the SAG. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Jake. We gotta say that one got canceled again. So that's, oh, what, that's what I'm gonna do all week. Oh my gosh! Oh, Jake. Awesome. And Margo in one day. I love it. <laughs> Nikki Glazer tickets. We're going to have more later in the show. Who won those, Grant? 
Uh, Michelle did, actually. Michelle was our winner. Congrats, so from Blaine. Michelle. Yeah. Michelle from Blaine. Yeah, so Michelle. later in the show, another pair. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're having a party in our little showroom here, which we call a studio. Oh. We are absolutely delighted to have Shayla Michelle Reeves with us. And you may recognize the name. She is, you're on WCCO in the morning, right? Right, keeping you company in the morning. You are, but you people might even know your name from when you were on CBS Morning Show with Gail King. Quite possibly. I mean, that was amazing. That was incredible. So you have, you wrote a, a, a book. Yes. And it's kind of funny, both of our guests today both went to Northwestern. Wow, uh-huh. how crazy. I know, so we've got really smart people with us today. Look at those wildcats Brittany in the spotlight. Brittany was in the Army, and I went to seven colleges. So, so oh, sorry that we're dumb, but this is what you get. This is what so, you have. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely, and you kind of always you know, knew you were going to be a journalist at an early age. I have always loved writing. Oh. Creative writing was my thing. Yeah, So nice. I knew... Writing was going to be my thing. I eventually found my way to journalism, but writing was always my thing. Ever since I was seventh, eighth grade, I had that one teacher. You know, everybody has that one teacher that you kind of gravitate to. Yes. My teacher, <laughs> my teacher was Miss Norville, and Miss oh. Norville said, "You got to write. You got to write. You got to write." It just kind of was... sparked your imagination. Yes. It kind of got everything going. Did you I grow love up in the that. Twin Cities? I did not. I grew up in Tennessee. Do oh, you hear it? That's Chattanooga. Do you hear it? Does it I come do out? Hear, no, not barely. I, okay, I feel like you're that you've got the professional like a voice now, where you've kind of can go anywhere. Let my mom call in, and it comes out. Oh, I oh isn't that? that I, I believe you. I bet. As soon, you know, we all revert back to teenage us when yes. our mom. My mom's staying with me right now, right. and all of a sudden I'm like, Mom, stop! <laughs> Give it up for Beverly. Okay, so you had. Yes. You won a contest yes. for spoken word when you were at Northwestern. I did. So we had a written expression competition mm-hmm. in college, won the contest, had a chance to perform this piece back in 2003. Mm-hmm. And you know, like anything that you don't do enough with, it collects dust over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always... Re- I have so many bad jokes to put in there, but I'm not going to do it to you right now. <laughs> you know what? This is a family know, show, this ma'am. Is a, it's Friday. It's so Friday. Western. How dare you? She said keeping it clean. Okay. Yeah, for once okay. in our lives. Uh, for once in your life. So, you know, I said, I really like the language of this piece. And I said, you know, I want to do something with it eventually. And so my husband kept hearing me talk about this over the years. And he said, you know what? You've been talking about this for so long. A couple years ago, he said, my Christmas gift to you is this. Go out, figure out how to publish this book. And that is my gift to you. So I, you know, embarked on the journey to figure out how do I publish a book? How do you do this? And Echo in the Distance is your your book. You yes. Say, it's Tell Everybody About It. Because okay. this is pretty amazing. And I saw you kind of getting teary. Yes. And that's sweet that your husband pushed you. Yes. You know, and kind of gave you the opportunity. Like, hon, let's, let's do, let's fulfill your dream. Now, it's really it's sweet. It's really sweet. And it's really funny because this book is taking me on a wild journey all the way to New York. And my husband said, I didn't think it was going to do all this. <laughs> it's like, I thought I was just throwing out something. He's like, okay, now we have to organize trips and oh book my God. signings yeah. and readings. He said, what are we doing now? This is, this <laughs> is Thanks, pretty amazing. Yes. So tell everybody about, about the the book. Okay, so The Echo in the Distance, in short, is the dream. And amazingly enough, 60 years, we're coming up on it on oh, I August. I thought it was only 50. No, we're coming okay. up on it. August 28th of 2023 will officially be 60 years oh since God. Dr. King delivered 
the I Have a Dream speech. In 1963. Yeah, we're coming up on it. And so this particular book, I wanted to take readers on a journey through language, what it might have been like if you were in the crowd. I wasn't born in 1963, but looking um, back... Bragger. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back at the pictures, when I originally wrote the piece, I remember looking back at pictures from the civil rights era and imagining what it might have been like if you were in the crowd back in 1963, watching him deliver those words, uh, what the energy might have been like in the moment, and trying to find the words and the language to take people on a journey of that moment and then also take them through some of the more turbulent times through history in words. Yeah. And so that is the journey that you take people on through Echo in the Distance. But then on the other side of that, I wanted kids to realize that they have agency too, that they have a role in realizing the dream. So when you visually go through the book, you see that some of the images towards the end of the book mirror the images in the earlier part of the book but it's kids in those images and you see these kids like how to put themselves in those shoes and now i love that yes and you see the language i am a face in a river of watchers and kids kind of realize towards the end of the book that they have a role in realizing the dream we're not just talking about the past we're talking about how they can have a role and bringing those words and that a uh, dream that Dr. King shared so many years ago to pass now. This is, this is, I know we're with, we're with Shayla and she's lovely. You're and, lovely too. And no, well, whatever, not today. <laughs> uh, that is but so Echo cool. in the distance yes. is the book and this is beautifully illustrated. And I know the illustrators from Minnesota. If you want to mm-hmm. give a shout out, Capricia Ambers is amazing. And you know, we're in the age of Instagram and social yeah. media And that's how we connected. I am a visual person. I like pictures. I wanted to make sure that if I put something into the world, I wanted the visuals to connect with the reader, too. And I wanted someone that could illustrate Dr. King in a way that looked like Dr. King. And so I set about looking for that person. And I found her on Instagram. She had never illustrated a children's book. This is an amazing book. Isn't it? It's amazing. How do people get your book? You can get your hands on it. You can go to echointhedistance.com, and I'll link you right to Amazon, bookshop.org, and all the cool places where you can find me. Okay, was there ever a moment, because these are such, it's just like you had such a beautiful vision. Was it always a kid's book, or did you kind of teeter back and forth, because it's like, this is so creative. Yes. So this For me, it was really important for me to keep the language as close to the original piece as I wrote it as a freshman in college. Um, Because for me, I felt throughout life, I had been in different spaces where I felt like I couldn't bring my whole self into those spaces. Yeah, And so I wanted my first work as a creative writer to feel like the realest, truest version of me. And so... I wanted the language in this book to be as close to the original piece as possible. And so it was a book that I felt not only would connect with kids, but the people who bought books for kids. Well, and in reading and sitting down and reading this to your kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all we, we, I have a little girl, one go, go, and she sits on her lap. You can't not obtain the lesson when you're reading this kid to your, Mm -hmm. when you're reading it to your kiddo. So it's kind of like you get to hit, 
all the demographics. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I love that. Yes. And, and I love the, you know, I'm just reading through some of your press stuff. The simplest lesson of the book is to be kind and that heart is a superpower. Yes. I can't agree with you more. Yes. How cool is that? Yes. And there's one image in the book and it goes with the line, people are people, not color coated crimes. And that's the line that um, I think really connects with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I want people to take away from that, it's I want people to see the humanity of other people, mm-hmm. but I also want people to realize that just because someone has a certain color skin, it doesn't mean that uh, they may have criminal or nefarious uh, oh, yeah, intent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also want people visually when they see the image that's associated with that, I want them to be reminded to see the humanity in those around them and also be reminded that we all wake up every day. We have heart within us and we can choose to do something kind. Oh, Shirley, you're so lovely. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then you get to, your book comes out, yeah. and then you're on CBS Morning Show with Gail King. Yes. And so I understand when you met her, you go in, you're both in yellow. Oh, my gosh. It was tell me, wild. Tell me about meeting oh, Gail King. I can't even and, imagine. And, she, wild. and she applied to be on CCO years ago, right? That's what I heard. Yeah. Did it feel real? So... Yes, it felt real, but the strangest part was I had never met her before. She, They said, Gail King wants to meet you before you go out. I said, okay, this is great. She walks in. We're wearing the same shade of yellow. We almost have on identical color shoes. And then later we're talking. She said, where are you from? I said, Tennessee. She said, I'm t- from Tennessee, too. What part? Uh, I said, Jackson, which is where I grew up. And I asked her what part she was from. She said, Chattanooga. And I said, I was born there. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, my goodness. And you know you're having yes, one of those moments. Yes. 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 Like, like oh. we really connected. We're going to be best friends. Yeah, yes. Right? But it's like a bigger than life person. Right. But you're like, oh, yeah, you're human. And like at one point had similar experience. Kind of blows your mind. Yes. And it's one of those moments where you're thinking, if we had more time. Yes. What conversations would we have? And are you going to invite me with Oprah? Yeah. And like, so and we're going to hike. And like matching tattoos to today or like how do you want to do this bestie yes so then because i i had been told before before i even went i had been told that she told the story about her connection to the station before and others had heard the story as well so i was like i wonder when her birthday is because that sounds like a very capricorn thing oh i love because we like have yeah. a well I, i'm a capricorn okay. too yeah. and i was like sometimes we'll have that story and we will like live it and we will tell that story for us for me, you know what my story is? It would be when Miss Fisher took that popsicle stick in second or fourth grade. I was like, Miss Fisher took that popsicle stick, and I was just like, I will remember that story forever. And for her, like, you know, that was her story, like the experience she had here. Her birthday is December, I think it's the 28th. I'm oh. January 2nd. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, God, this is wild. Yeah. I was like, this is Have wild. You, did you write her a thank you note? So, I haven't written the thank you note yet, but... The publicist said I could leave her a book for her to give to Oprah. And so I left her a book. Shut up. I did. And the publicist was in the green room. So Mm -hmm. I left a book and I wrote a personal note. And I said, Oprah, thank you for sharing your light with all of us. Yes. So now we stay tuned, right? And see if Oprah gets that book. We're manifesting currently right now. I have to tell you. Okay, so we interview so many authors. Okay. I can think of the three. Okay. That have written the thank you notes. Okay. And they mean something. Okay. Handwritten. Um, Deborah Norville, okay, from A Current Affair, mm-hmm. years ago, came on our show. I don't know if you remember who she. She's still, you know, she was a big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. she wrote us a beautiful handwritten note. We still have it somewhere. And a couple authors 
just wrote the most lovely books. No, it's about thanking us for their time. It yes. means something. So I'm I just going to say the handwritten note. You I'm going to do it. With a little thing from Minnesota, like a vision of the cherry in the spoon or something. I'm, I'm going to do it. You know what? I'm saying that, I'm and then you're going to have me on with you. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, why don't you say Julia carries a, my bag. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a singing gram, and we'll just do you and I. Yes. Like, thank you very much, Gail. This is you. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that'll you're get crazy. us a moment, too. Yes. And I'm, then we planned it out here, so then we, when sure. it happens, we got to like come back and talk about there it. There we go. Because okay. this is our powwow right yeah. now. We are manifesting so hard you want to be an Oprah I want a cat those are the things we're putting out in the universe okay, today you're hysterical speaking this into existence okay so I heard from my dear friend that you share okay that you're a ray of sunshine okay you are that's what I hear sunshine. word on the street yeah <laughs> Shayla is take. a ray of sunshine I agree Shayla Michelle Reeves the book is Echo in the Distance and what a lovely message yes. and what a delight. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come in studio and be with us today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for letting me spend a little time with you. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. It's awesome. I'm, really, I'm just like loving life. Yeah, we'll invite you back. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. We're going to invite you back. We're running a little late. We're going to take a quick break. This is Lori and Julia. And when we come back, Shannon is a food truck aficionado. Aficionado. Thank you. And we're going to learn about her food truck uh, insights when we come back. This is Lori and Julie on my talk. Thank you, Grant. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you that Sheila is delightful. The book is Echo in the Distance. Again, you can get it where you get all books. It's a children's book, but reading it to your kids, it's beautifully illustrated with a wonderful message. It was nice to meet her. And now Shannon Matthews is with us. And Shannon... um, you, I'm like, what are your passions? Tell me your passions. And you love food trucks. And you have a 10-year-old son. Yes. Um, that you guys went to the big food truck festival. Yes. And- we went to the food truck festival in Hopkins about two weeks ago. And we enjoyed it very much. What do you like about the food truck scene? I think it's actually more my son that pulled me into it. Because he loves all different kinds of foods. And he always has since he was little. You're so, so lucky. Yeah, he makes me try more things. than Like, I pretend to like asparagus because he likes it so much. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> I you're do always not. reminded you like, ate it yum. after the fact. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I just said it the other night, and the next day I'm like, oh yeah, I'd experiment. I know. <laughs> I think that and beets. We should all get a sticker. Beets are so gross. You should get a sticker oh, that beets. says "I ate beets" because, like, sometimes you'll go to the bathroom and be like, oh no, I'm, <laughs> I'm dying. dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. Rest in peace. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> what kind of? What are your favorite food trucks around um, town? Anything like Asian, like we like Korean barbecue or anything like pad thai Mm -hmm. or he likes like the like spicy chicken. So he's 10 years old. Yes. And so you don't have to get a big serving. You can try a bunch of different things without going to a restaurant and sitting down. Oh, yeah. Okay. But Leo's 10. Is he at an age where he can eat quite a bit? Uh, it it comes and goes. Okay, like when he's growing, yeah, yeah. Like he'll he'll eat a lot, but not really. Because that's like a bajillion dollars at a food truck. Well, I know yeah. that's what I. But it's less than you know, maybe sitting down for a restaurant that's, and kids' attention well, you span. You just get like a ten dollar thing here and there, and yeah. you split it. Yeah, that but, is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And this weekend at Minnehaha, yes, the Minnehaha festival, festival, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know much about it. But well, yeah. I know about it. Well, I <laughs> didn't want you then. to burn up your weekend picks. I, was, <laughs> no. I, I won't talk about. I refuse to talk about my weekend picks well, yeah. until they come I, because otherwise I'll get bullied later. No, no, that'll be fun. I I have heard some criticism at the food truck that they had in Minneapolis 
Now they're, they ran the out of food. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they ran out of food in most of the food trucks. <laughs> and it happened at the Chicago Food Festival, a uh, food truck festival as well. I don't think they anticipate it being as no. popular as it is because we used to go a couple years ago and now it's like they're is everywhere. Is it huge now? Yeah. It was okay. so big. Yeah. I would love to just eat seven different items from seven different places. It's ideal. It's the dream. It's literally the dream. And look at you guys. It's the dream and it's Friday, Grant. So what time is it? It's almost four. So we're going to be starving here That's any right, minute. That's right. This is when we always get really hungry. It's <laughs> it's like crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So you guys, let's go back to a little bit of the army. Yeah. Army life with you too. Um, I don't know if we're legally allowed to talk about mm-hmm. it. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Oh, that's a good one. How we, long were you in the army for? Uh, I was eight years active and then two years in the inactive reserve, it's called, where um, they can call you anytime to go to war, but they can't get you if you don't answer the phone. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. These are good clues. All right. So I have a question. Like, so let's just say your son Leo wants to join the army. Oh, never. What is that? Okay. Now, Break why do you say that? Think um, of how your parents felt, because I love it. You didn't tell them. You went to the recruiting office. You decided to go, and you didn't tell your parents till the day before the recruiters were coming to your house. Yeah, don't join the Army. It's ghetto. Join the Air Force. They're rich. Their Is budget's that? way better. Like the we, they used to have a stay okay. in like dirty tents. This is a good. This is a good clue. They I used to have a like sleep on the floor oh on the ground. Okay. And the Air Force was in like a bougie. Oh yeah, Air and Force would, is bougie? far nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I flew in. Um, I flew when I flew into Iraq. The, I had to stay at the Air Force barracks once, and I thought that was going to be my experience. Oh, that must so have I was been like, rough. This is so chill. Their uh, dining facilities had a fountain and an ice sculpture <laughs> and war. And wow. I was like, "Wow, this is so easy!" That and then is... they just kicked me off the bus. I remember when I was in Kuwait and we were visiting an uh, Air Force base in Kuwait, and they were like, "Hey, are you going to sign up for any of the fitness classes?" I was like, "What? <laughs> what?" And like we'd come back to our place and they'd be like, hey, make sure you lock the door on your tent, by the way. And we'd always be like, we live in a tent, sir, like in in the desert, like somebody could dig under or just cut in. But it was like always just so depressing to go back home. It's like if you don't know that you're poor, like you don't know that you're, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know, know that you're right. poor and until that you is go just wild. to the rich side of the, and you I'm go like, to your friend's what? house and you're like, what? Okay, that is just wild that they had a fountain. Uh, yeah, and an oh, the ice Air sculpture, Force. like a swan I mean, ice sculpture. And this wasn't just a special thing, oh. this is just... And Julia. No, they were, it was just like a Tuesday. Lori's an Air Force brat. I know, know. She, and you can tell. Stuck <laughs> uh, up. Yeah, she's, I bet she's she is not. beyond. No, no she's not. Know. No, no, I'm, I'm saying she's yeah. like. No, they are. She's glamorous. Um, like, and she's, yeah, she's glamorous. Um, The thing is, too, you, you don't know about this is like, like when you're in the army and you're a female and then like an Air Force guy comes and he flies planes and they like land they're like the hottest guys yes, too. Yes. So then we resent I saw them even more. Sir and a gentleman oh, yeah. back in the day, oh, but I'm just know. teasing. We die. And then we have like, like I was attached to an infantry unit. We'd be out in the field for so long. And we're all Brittany gross. Ha- always had like twigs and like sticks in her hair yeah. and like dirt. <laughs> and so it's like, man, then the Air Force people would like fly in on some plane somewhere and they're beautiful people. And so like every 
branch of the military hates every other branch. Like we all make fun of, we, we love to make fun of the Navy. We mm-hmm. call them like lazy. And then we all make fun of the Coast Guard. We're like, you're not real. Yeah, fake. And then they make fun of the Army because they call us like dumb and dirty. Mm-hmm. Like it's just what we do. Like, so it does not like we were There's actually. There's this whole hierarchy. Yes. In the military. And we yeah. love, like if you, it's so funny because if you meet somebody, if I meet like a retired Air Force, I'm like, oh, were you even really in? You it's know, like not we even always. A real deployment. No, we always give each other. So like that is like so so the like the military is but always would you making, give up that experience i, I mean you know it's so funny i love hearing that if you would let your son in because i never thought about that like if you would let leo join the military well i can't obviously control him but, but i you can. would advise against it for him yeah oh yeah he's too smart he's way too smart okay, okay stop and, attacking all okay. the military <laughs> now, okay but but wait a minute so what about you what? i've never thought about it till well, this it moment. was something i just thought about because same i've never i mean i've never thought about like would would i want go go to join i'm so glad i was in the military but as a woman being attached to a, um, an infantry unit there was so many hard things it would be really hard for me to imagine her going through that okay and fearful moment i think it's like a lot of us right like we do oh, these yeah. extreme experiences and you don't think about it that much until you think about like your little baby doing i don't know i think it's almost harder it was probably i probably should be nicer to beverly it's probably harder for her <laughs> well that's what than it was for me what to did do the she deployment. think how oh, much time? hated it oh, and yeah. why she did you just when decide I told her. well because i wanted to switch things up i needed something else i was going to school at umd at the time going for an english major and I kind of was like, I don't think this is what I want to do, but like, I, I I want to go in the medical field. I don't really know. I don't want to commit years to it. I've already been spending all this money in college where I wasn't ready for it at all for college. So I tried and I was like, did something else. And I told my mom, she falls. I, I know it because I'm listening to both the experiences and, and um, my oldest brother, Casey, did this. I know. And, oh. and my parents are like, what? I know. And then he was a firefighter. Like Casey's done. No, he went to Hawaii. I mean, I'm joining. Oh. I'm going to Hawaii. So it's yeah. just interesting yeah. how you do it. But yet they have great, you know, look at you two wonderful women sitting I mean, in with me today. I love it. That's a great All right, question. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.